Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gents. After a lengthy absence, I've been on the IR. I'm back. Kid Cully, Johnny Cullen, alongside co-host, best friend, man of the hour, Dwayne Steinel. Dwayne, how the hell are you? What an introduction. Uh, I'm uh, I'm all right. Uh, Got to be up, crack ass of dawn in the morning, uh, ass crack of dawn, or however you say it, for work. Got to travel to Rochester. Hey, but, uh, wait, wait, wait. Couple clicks for Dwayne for the new job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, been a lot of... Been a lot of traveling, but it's been fun, and I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening, but um, happy, you know, what like nine, ten days away from the NH- start of the NHL season. Sabers got a big W tonight against uh, not a, a big W at the preseason, but uh, no, well deserved win. Good Carolina team. Don't don't discount it. No, I won't. No, but that, but the lineup that was out there was. You know, probably very close to what you're going to see uh, come the start of the season. You know, they're you know that was their lineup essentially, right? And that's what I want to delve into right away. So, if you're okay with it, can we break down this Carolina game? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I caught some of it, uh, and then I then I caught the highlights at the end. I, I was doing some work from home, um, trying to like last second get some stuff done uh, before my meeting tomorrow morning. But uh, I hey, caught some of it. Getting with the new job, it's busy, 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 baby. It is. It, it is. It is. Hey, busy's good, right, brother? He's very good. Very good. Um, but, um I, hey, before yeah. we start, I'd like to apologize to the fans, um, that I haven't been here. For those of you who don't know, I started my own business, Big Came Goaltending. Uh, it, it went from like a part-time thing to a full-time thing. Um, you can ask Dwayne. I'm on the ice pretty much from. Like uh, one o'clock to ten o'clock every day, so it makes yep. strong. And then I have my daughters half the week from Thursday until mm-hmm. Monday, so it makes scheduling a nightmare, right? Um, Dwayne yep. has is is has allowed me to get things settled down. So thank you to you, and thank you to the fans for patience. Okay, now in the future, like if I miss one show a month, instead of not coming at you. Dwayne has been working his bag off behind the scene. Dwayne, 
why don't you let them know a couple of the options that we have, if you're allowed to. Um, I mean, we have a lot of uh, returning and potential guests coming up here. Well, the one the- that I'm thinking of, we're not allowed to name. Can I just yeah, say, allowed- folks, this guy's way better than me. Uh, one of the best goalie minds in the country. And I can't give any more hints away. But I mean, he's, he's, been on the sh- he's been on with us before. He's a returning guest. Well, I mean, hey, that trims it down to 106 yeah. people. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of uh, returning and uh, you know, hopeful and potential guests uh, that I've been working on the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, after taking the off season essentially off, except for a few segments here and there. Um, except we, uh, the Chicklets debacle. Yeah, and then. Kyle um, Quick, uh, worst player on the team, I heard. Me? No, Kyle Quick was the worst player on the ice, I heard. Who told you that? Uh, just from independent sources. Independent sources? I mean, listen, it was uh, it was extremely hot, and we weren't playing on sport court. We were playing on, like, a very hard, like, clean surface. So it was, like, a concrete surface. So it made you slower. Um, it wasn't fine. Oh, no, it was I know, fine. I know what you meant about the wheels. It's just, yeah, it's, our wheels aren't made to play on that. No, no, and $200 on these wheels specifically for this. Yeah, you don't get to play on the fucking court. Yep, and it, it really took speed out of the game, you know what I mean? And it made you kind yeah, of at that point, it just becomes possession, right? Yep, yep, and um, that's the uh, so, so very controversial. Go ahead. Some very controversial calls in the semifinal game. Um, somehow you're allowed to have eight skaters during four-on-four. Four, um, on one time. The refs for that, when they've been doing it all day, they get so lazy. Yeah, 100%. And we were one of the later games. Uh, uh, probably the like their 10th game of the day. Yep. And um, listen, I, uh, I had a blast other than the part where somebody stole a $200 stick. Um, hey, that I never those jokes. Somebody just stole one of my CCMs last week. Yeah, I bought a brand new Warrior. Um, oh, I'm very lo- Warrior loyal, even when it comes to my goalie equipment. And I the sticker wasn't even off it, man. I just I just brand grabbed it for new? brand new, dude. Never brand even. New. I used it for like two shots and warm ups. I used it for like two shots and warm ups. Decided, you know what? I got to cut this down a little bit. And gone. Oh, so it happened at the cup. At the at the game. Oh yeah. All right. Hey, fuck you. Whoever stole Dwayne's stick can go ride a bike with no seat, sit on a pine cone, and right. go fuck themselves. But we uh, are at enough of a fucking impasse in society. The last thing we need to do is steal from each other. Sorry, Dwayne. Exactly. I'm sorry that happened to you. No, it's it is what it is. But you know, um, it was a fun time. I had a great time. Uh, a lot of cool swag came our way. I and got I, built cool, some, I got I, some cool pictures. Yep, and I got some uh and I got some uh some I got them to hang out with some stellar people uh and you know grow some relationships. Uh well, I heard that that. you got to talk to Biz more than most. You got to it talk cool. to uh uh, uh not our well, RA and Granelli. Yep, yep. Uh it, it was it was a great time, man. Um, you know, those guys get a lot of shit. Sometimes rightfully so, sometimes not. But I think it really comes with the bar stool, um, you know. Yeah, being I, bar stool. You know what I think they've done a great job of? Say whatever you want about bar stool. Save Dave yeah. Kornberg, the misogynistic fuck. Now listen, part of this is the journalist in me, and some people would not even call them journalists. 
in the beginning when Barstool was figuring out who they were, did they put out some bad takes through blogs? Yes. Are those people no longer that wrote those blogs with the company? No, they've been fired. Now, I like what they've grown into. I'm a big, big cat fan. I love PFT. Love big cat. Love part of my take. I love Hank and all them. I love Spit Blitz. Uh, KFC. And KFC Radio is great. He's such a him and Feidelberg are funny as fuck. Yep. But outside those three shows, so uh, part of my take, Spin Chicklets, KFC Radio, and sometimes the Yak, which is still Big Cat. And, you know, yeah. other than that, I don't even think about it like a brand thing. It's just no. this, is, this is stuff I like. And guess what? They run the best podcast, hockey podcast on the planet. Here And here's the thing. It, um, I think Biz is very integral into growing the game. Like they I think that themselves, he's not I, only the one that leapfrogged the show. He's now on TNT. He's gonna be like yeah, an ambassador. He, he's gonna be the Don Cherry without the racist remarks at the end of his life. Yeah, exactly. I, really I, I like, I like everything that uh, you know. You getting to meet him? Uh, you know, it's not like I got to meet you. Meet him very like intimately. No, no, we talked story. a little bit. Another story. You actually got to meet him. I got. I got to meet him uh, before the Chicklets Cup. I was at Another the bar. Fan. I think they'll enjoy this. I was at the bar uh, meeting with uh, the owner of the draft room in regards to the hockey tournament I'm running. And Biz just so happens to just be happened to be there. It was crazy. On his new beer that hadn't been announced yet. Brewing, yep. And he was but doing. Dwayne, you could have ruined that whole thing, eh? I could have. <laughs> I could have ruined that whole fucking thing. But it was super cool. I saw the uh, pink Whitney truck was out there. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I think it's probably here because the the Spitland the, the Chicklets Cup is here. And then lo and behold, I, I look over to my left when I walk in, and there's Biz just sitting at the bar. Got a quick picture with them, and he he approached me. It was pretty cool. Like uh, that, you know, yeah, that's um, what I wanted you to tell because that I think speaks volumes to his character. Go ahead. Hundred percent. Like it was. You know, he, he, he approached me, he had a beer with me, he took pictures, signed some autographs. It was super cool. And, you know, again, I think that guy is going to be very integral to helping grow the game of hockey, you know, you know, and there's a lot of, and you know what I mean? There's a lot of fucked up shit going hockey. You see what's going on in hockey Canada right now. You saw that they made it like another slush fund. The, the, the well, hey, can, we, can we talk about that? Because I know some of the players yeah. involved in the 2011. Yeah, incident. it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I, wait, I after wait, 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 after wait. it came out, gang, after, gang rape is disgusting. But yeah. there's a few bad apples in this that should go to jail. But the 100%. way some of the media outlets are crucifying the entire team, kids that weren't even on that hotel floor, kids that were in their room that are being dragged through the mud. That's what bothers me. If you're going to expose this, good. Expose it. But don't fucking go after a group of people when it was a select few bad players that did the unthinkable and sexually assaulted a girl. Now, it becomes he said, she said. But I'm inclined, like most, to believe the victim. Have we seen it with Patrick Kane where, remember, the fabricated evidence came up and he got cleared? Now, yep. I the reason that bothers me as a father of two girls, for all the girls that, you know, go after rich athletes like that one in Buffalo did, she did it previously mm-hmm. to a UB football player and then did Pat Kane. It, it bothers me because false allegations 
take less credibility away from the ones that actually suffer this awful, awful trauma. Yep. And that bothers me. Now, I don't know whether it happened or not, but I know that out of a team of 27, only four kids were involved. So let's investigate the fuck out of those four, investigate the higher ups that tried to make this like go away, invest hockey Canada and do an audit on how they pay for this. Okay. Cause I'm pretty sure little Jimmy in Saskatchewan and Tommy in Quebec, when they pay their hockey Canada fees, just like we do for USA hockey, Yep. They're not expecting it to go out to a sexual harassment suit. Yeah, right? it, it's it's disgusting, Johnny. Like, um, you know, one of, the hey, from you Saint Frank, one of the uh, it was reported by uh, the Globe and Mail.com. Frank Cervelli tweeted out reporting has discovered second a second secret fund that Hockey Canada has set aside for decades, decades. So that means this has been like a very I mean, it's honestly not surprising, judging from what we've seen, going even going back to the Kyle Beach stuff. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, say stuff. No, well, I, get I, I get it. I get it. But to, to pay sexual assault cases, Hockey Canada so did not divulge. That. So let soon finish, after Let me finish. That. Hockey Canada did not divulge its existence in per, uh, parliamentary committee hearings this summer. So they've had not one, but two slush funds to filter money you know, to pay off, you know, I, I, I'm a, okay. So pleading ignorance with the way I'm saying this, but essentially paying off victims, right? They're paying off victims that have come forward. that were brave enough to come forward for being sexually assaulted by players, you know, from, from team Canada, you know, presenting their country. Yes. It's disgusting. And you no, know, it's, it's egregious on all levels. The fact that these players did it well, listen, I talk about it a lot about playing for the U18 Holinka Gretzky team. Dwayne, that USA jersey, putting that on was one of the proudest moments of my life. Yep. And I, I feel honored to have even done that. Now, I played one tournament and seven games with them. For these guys to put on the, the Maple Leaf and to do that, that to me is like those players. Where's your fucking morals at? Where's your head at? How can you do that to another human being? Sorry, I don't. I, I don't understand it. It's me all when we talk about the media too. Like I'm. I'm grateful for guys like Rick Westhead who. Oh, he busted can, the whole thing wide open. Him you and, know, uh, and I mean, you know, with, with back with Kyle Beach, you know, we're barely removed a year. Who, who was the female reporter that exposed him and the Chicago coach? Strange. Yep. Uh, what's her name? Um, Katie String. Are we talking? Yes. Dude, was it her? her and Westhead? Unbelievable work. Yeah. Without them, Dwayne, we don't know about Kyle Beach. We don't know about this hockey Canada thing. Exactly. Um, do you agree with my sentiment, though, that just because three or four kids had, you know, either raped a girl or gang raped a girl, or like, according to them, it was consensual. Either way. They deserve to be investigated and punished, but why bring the whole the other eighty percent of the team in? Yep. Like why Rick, Rick, them? so Rick West had like he was live tweeting uh, the Heritage Committee ho- uh, Committee's Hockey Canada hearing, um, and some of the things that were said. I'll just briefly go over it. Please um, do. 
you know, because I would like to spend a whole episode on this, not just a partial episode, but well, Andrea anyway, Skinner. How about our next episode is yeah, that? Andrea Skinner on prospect of removing hockey Canada leaders. I said, I think that will be very impactful in a negative way to our boys and girls who are playing hockey. Will the lights stay on, on in the rink? I don't know. We can't predict that. And to me, that's not a risk worth taking. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean you, that that's not a risk worth taking? That's all psychobabble that's fucking disgusting. meant to deflect. And that's what I – you hit the nail on the head. The dissensitivity, the, like, Hockey Canada and their spokespeople, they've played this horribly. And not that there's a good way to play it, but you don't fucking do that shit. You accept that you did wrong, and you do everything you can to hold the players accountable – hold the administrators accountable and do whatever you can to support the victim. And to me, they failed at every fucking level and it makes me sick. It's disgusting. Uh, Andrea Skinner asked again, why hockey Canada CEO Scott Smith should remain in his position. I don't believe senior management acted inappropriately. We think the people who are in place are the people who are moving ahead moving ahead our action like listen like if it <laughs> doesn't one why the other I, I i you just need if you if you really want to move forward you need to burn it all to the ground what burn it all saber, the ground what do the sabers do why are we starting to go on the upside we burn the fucking thing down Kevin Adams came in. He hired um, Jason Caramalopoulos. Wow, I yeah. fucked that up. Carmanos. And then what did they do? We now have one of the top analytics uh, groups in the league. We yep. have drafted. Think about it. We talked about this on show 87 um, with Jesse Granger. The Sabres have drafted so poorly, and we have hit on what we've missed on a lot of first-round picks. and a lot of second round picks where teams, uh, I can't think of an example, but like a guy like Eric Carlson goes later in the first round or a guy like that's blowing my mind right now, but like there's, you know, talent to be had. And here's my example. And it's going to lead right into what I talk about next. JJ Paterka, a kid from Germany that gets drafted second round early, right? Yep. Are you okay with me uh, segueing into this? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I just uh, one last thing I wanted to right. state. You know, um, just more like you know, like I said, we said Rick Westhead has just been done has done a phenomenal job on this. Yes, journalist in Canada. Yep. Former Hockey Canada chair Michael Brindamore in an opening statement says that the organization agreed to settle a lawsuit related to an alleged 2018 sexual assault because it felt inappropriate to victimize the young woman in court. Interim Hockey Canada Air uh, Chair, I'm sorry, Canada Chair, Andrea Skinner on head, uh, head coach hockey, I'm assuming AC means Hockey Canada's decision to settle a lawsuit filed in connection with an alleged 2008 sexual assault. We wanted to do what we viewed as being responsible, respectful. She says Hockey Canada had compassion for the woman involved. You wouldn't have had any compassion had the shit not hit the fan, so stop. Um, Can I say one thing? When yeah. we played for TUSA, we're there, and we were in Czech Republic and Slovakia. Were there girls trying to get in our hotel room? Yes. Did we not let them? Yes, we did not let them. 
because we realized that we were representing our fucking country like Jimmy yeah. Craig. This wasn't a throwaway game in Rochester to quote Herb Brooks. You're, and it's not even just that. You never act that way. But the fact that you do that while representing your – Dwayne, does it not make you sick? It's just, it, you know, it not, it not, let's just step away from representing your country for a second. You're representing yourself. Like right. this is you as a right. human being. Yeah, like you're right. representing yourself as a human being and morally what is right and what is wrong. And you made the decision to sexually assault, rape, whatever you want to call it, you know, a woman, you know, a, a girl and a woman. It's just gang it, rape, gang rape. Gang rape. You know, I just, it's just. I mean, can I add one thing to this? Pardon? Can I add one thing to this? Yeah, go ahead. Dwayne, and I have no shame saying this, over my time in the OHL, there were girls that would come and, you know, Facebook message us, and they'd meet us at the hotel, and, you know, we'd hook up. It was completely consensual. It's a thing that happened when you're on the road. Some girls from that town would message Cassie and her Ellis or whoever, and they'd bring their friends, and it's not like we'd party, but, you know, you might not end up hooking up with a girl, but you might. It's just a thing that happened on the road. But yeah. not once in all my years did I ever see anything. Well, let me rephrase like, that. If like, any of us ever saw one of our teammates start to either like take a girl that's too drunk or do something inappropriate, yeah. all of us would have fucking taken him, strung him up, beat the shit out of him, threw him in the fucking hallway. You know what I mean? It takes a very sick and sadistic individual to to commit the acts that these individuals that are not alleged named acts alleged acts it takes a really sick individual to, to do uh you know what they did what bradley aldrich did to kyle beach and did to all those other victims after uh, kyle beach and, probably before. And, and, huh? and you're right we've proven that yeah, it's been and, proven aldrich and, deserves to burn in hell yeah and he will and he will but um, what I want, my only question to you is, what if, and I hope it's not true. Well, I do kind of hope it's not true because then these, like this evil act wouldn't have occurred. But we have to make sure that Hockey Canada investigates this and gets to the bottom of it. Yeah. Because the players that were involved, their careers should be ruined. They should be in jail. But if a player gets wrongly accused here and his yeah. life is shattered, and I've had a situation like this, a kid named Ben Johnson, right after I left the Windsor Spitfires, Dwayne, we talked about it episode four. Yeah. He, uh, he was a couple years younger than me. I just left the Spitfires, but that was the year I was coaching at Fredonia and going to do the announcing. Yeah. Ben Johnson sank a round pick to the, or fourth round pick to New Jersey Devils. Okay. Um, ended up hooking up with uh, his teammate, I'm not going to say their name, uh, a local kid from Windsor that played there um, and his younger brother's in the NHL now. Uh, Ben Johnson hooked up with this girl. Now, Ben was 17. The girl was 16, right? Yep. The girl got into the bar illegally. So did Ben. They apparently hooked up in the bathroom. And here's, here's the long story short. Her brother found out, got pissed at, the, at his sister. So the sister immediately said she was raped. 
Ben Johnson had to go through. He wasn't even allowed to leave his house in Michigan. Detroit, or sorry, New Jersey immediately dropped him. Now, it comes out three years later from an eyewitness that said it was completely consensual. Ben Johnson had his life ruined. Yep. That's what I don't want to happen. But that's what I mean. For any girl that cries wolf, you're doing such a disservice to, to real victims everywhere. Victims, because there are so many, so many yep. afraid to come forward. And because of, because of not being believed, because they, they'll always have they'll always have, well, this person did it, they lied about it. You know, I I, I get where you're coming from. But it does deserve I, to be viewed in an individual lens. And if yep. they are guilty, fucking tear up their contracts, send them to jail, make them do their time. Yep. Um, conservative MP John Nader begins quoting the Hockey Canada's board meeting minutes. Excerpt from Hockey Canada's board meeting minutes. We need to get ahead of communication and shift the narrative. Settlement payments must be viewed in a positive manner. Even that, we have to shift the narrative. What? No, you don't. Don't shift shit. No. Find out the truth and punish Be accountable. Be accountable. Thank you. Be accountable. Thank Nader you. asked Michael Brindamore if he has faith in Hockey Canada's CEO, Scott Smith, several times. Brindamore's response, my personal belief have nothing, to, have, have absolutely no holding on the situation. Or you can give your personal belief. What do you mean it has no holding? They, they, they don't care. What, what, whether, whether, whether it takes to finish this. Whether, whether your personal belief has any holding on the situation or not, how about you just let us know how you feel about the situation? People want to know. You tell us that gang raping yep. a girl is wrong. Liberal MP uh, Anthony Housefather follows up on Nader's questions by asking Brenda Moore again if he supports Scott Smith. Brenda Moore begins, the board of directors arrived at a consensus. Housefather cuts him off. Housefather reads from Hockey Canada's August 2nd board meeting minutes. Minutes document someone uh, criticizing media coverage. And a communication strategy is needed. We need to start defending, and we need to start defending and stop sitting in the neutral zone. Housefather compares behavior to Donald Trump. Um, it just it goes on and on, you know, as they say, but just detailing, you know, detailing this meeting. But it just sounds like a lot of bullshit. I'm just not wanting to be accountable. Um, saying Trying that to cover up a heinous act. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Brindamore confirms allegation made earlier this summer by a whistleblower that Hockey Canada paid three thousand apiece for championship rings for head coach board members. Um, Liberal MP Lisa ha again. I'm just reading this thread. Um, MP Peter Julian renews his call for a thorough audit of Hockey Canada dating back to 2016. Julian asks Mike. Andrea Skinner if Hockey Canada will commit to release. Re Commit to release victims of sexual abuse from their non-disclosure agreements. Skinner, my message is every case has its own unique set of circumstances and facts. Um, Skinner goes on to say Hockey Canada will consider requests from victims to be released from NDAs. Skinner, Hockey Canada will consider it with a view to allowing it only uh, with a view with a view to allowing it unless there is a reason not to. Just what? Why wouldn't you? Like, I understand. Like, why wouldn't you release these women from the ND, the NDAs? They were essentially probably pressured into signing. Well, like, they probably have to relinquish some money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just but release it. At the end, for finding out what's right, I agree with you. 
Um, listen, I, I, do you have anything left? Because we, I think you nailed it on the head. I don't want to. I know we don't have a ton of time. I wanted to get to some actual hockey, but well, yeah, you I'm know, very I, happy you started yeah. with that, Dwayne. Because I, I don't want to. I, I don't epidemic in sports. Yeah, I don't want to downplay. You know what's going on with hockey Canada because it's disgusting, and we could literally spend two hours talking about this. Um, well, but, uh, I it, think that you represented your viewpoint very well, and I stand by you. And although the players might have done wrong, I can only speak for USA Hockey. We had no room or for error, like no tolerance. There was like a zero tolerance rule. And granted, yes, we weren't in Edmonton. We were in Slovakia. But there were girls waiting in our hotel. And we yeah. had to say thanks, but no thanks. Yep. You know what I mean? Here, Here is my final thought on it. Um and this goes for any enablement, you know, we go, this goes back to Kyle Beach and Bradley Aldrich and hell of his victims straight up to any, any type of sexual assault that was covered up by any, 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 any hockey organization, remember Theo Fleury? any, any, any hockey organization. But you remember with Theo Fleury? Yeah. Same it's, idea. Yeah. Anybody who's ever enabled, like whether it's, creating slush funds, fake foundations to filter money from, you know, as essentially hush payments, you know, you know, pressuring, pressuring people. If you've enabled this in any way, or you in a vault or you knew about it and felt like you couldn't say anything, I'm sorry. You are, it makes you an enabler. It makes you, you know, part of the problem. And you need, you need to go. You just need to go. Like, cause the only no, way no this game is going to you're out, you're out, you're out. You, this game has gotten just, too many. You're just it, as a, you're just as bad yeah. as the ones who committed the crime. And I don't want to say this game because this is so much bigger than the game of hockey. It yeah, really is. Like, hockey is so secondary. It's not even the top five of what's going on. The, the oh, actual think game about itself. It. USA, USA gymnastics. That yeah. whole fucking oh, thing. You ever watch athlete A? Yeah, dude. I, it's, it's, I don't, it's, it makes it's, me it's sad. It's really is sport. Just, you know, how people put the game itself above everything else. And it's disgusting. I have, I have and, two daughters, Dwayne. And I mean this from my heart. Every time I see this shit, it makes me go into protective dad mode. Yep. And I have no doubt you're going to be a wonderful father one day. And, and I know you'll feel the way I feel. But for any girl dad out there, this is nightmare fuel. I feel like, and I, maybe this could get me arrested, but if anybody ever violated my daughter, I would serve 25 years for assault. I, I'd be in prison for the rest of my life. Okay, thank you. That's All right. Um, any, can we move on? I think just we like, I just wanted, I just on wanted to finish. I just wanted to finish my thought that just anybody who's who enables it knows about it. You know, you see, essentially, see something, say something. Um, it, it, you know, what, what's the saying? Hear no evil, see no, what is it? Uh, hear no evil, see no evil, feel no evil. Or it's yeah, like, something like that. Like, you know, essentially, if you, if you could, if you choose to be blind to it all and pretend that nothing's happening, you have enabled the problem, you are contributing to the problem, and you need to go, you need to leave because this is bigger than hockey. These are people's lives at risk, and it's not even just in the moment what happens to them, they will, it, it's, it's a problem they'll never recover from. Never recover from. You just don't recover from it ever. It sticks with you and it stays with you. So you've essentially contributed to that person's life being ruined in a way. 
and they'll never, you know, to them not having closure, to them not not getting justice. And any person who's dealt with the PTSD, the depression, or taken their own lives because of Hockey Canada or any organization's willingness to put the game over what's right, you have to go. You should be in jail. And that's just the way I feel about it. And like I said, we can spend more time on this. Hockey and all their sports for life. Exactly. I agree, so. Dwayne. Well said. I mean that. Very well articulated. Um, okay. Um, I'm very happy we, we brought that up because a lot of other hockey podcasts have steered clear of that. Fuck that. We're going to talk about what's important here. Um, okay. Uh, shifting to the Sabres, Dwayne. couple interesting notes. Now, uh, we're recording right after the Carolina game. I was on the ice for the first period, but I was able to watch the second and third on my way home. Um, but I just have a couple notes. Okay. We yep. finished four to two. Um, and I will start with the opening goal. Okay. Um, and what impressed me the most was the play of Henestrosa, Skinner and Thompson. Now I don't think they were aligned, uh, for the whole night, but they were out there for the first goal. Okay. Um, the puck comes, uh, from, you know, blocker to glove side up the wall to Tage. Um, and he makes a great outlet pass to Skinner and Henestrosa joins him for a two on one. Now here's what I love. When we signed Jeff Skinner, when he had that great year, what yep. was he so good at? On his edges, being five on five, well, his biggest thing was five on five scoring. Right. So five on five right here. He reads the play. Thompson as the center does a great job feeding it to Skinner. Henestrosa joins up the backside. Now, when you go back and watch this goal, um, I'm going to read off the notes that I sent to you. Um, but it, it, it blew my mind for anybody that can go back and watch the highlights. Okay. Um, great outlet pass from Thompson off the half wall, right? Yeah. Gives, not only gives it to Skinner, but puts it in a position where Skinner's allowed to skate into it, which gives Anastrosa time to join the play in a two on one. Skinner freezes his defenseman. He's a left-handed shot coming down the goalie's blocker side. So he's able to go backhand to forehand. And at that point, as a goalie, you have to respect the shot and makes the goalie move laterally. Well, the defenseman overplayed it, stick in the lane. Skinner makes a beautiful sauce past Wayne, tape to tape. Hinnestrosa comes down, buries it. Awesome goal to start the game off. Any thoughts yeah. on that? Um, just how sexy that line has really looked or that look tonight, you know, Did we it, ever it, think it, that Hinnestrosa would be the missing piece with Thompson. And I mean, we're not going to say he's the missing piece. I know, but just, like, I just, I like, thought it was interesting. What it was, was the line? What was the line? You got a, a skill guy in Skinner that can do, you can score goals and, 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 you know, he competes. You got a six foot, whatever center in Thompson that's, that's taking the league by storm. Yeah, um, and and he and most centers wouldn't have been able to make that pass because there was a there was a, a hurricane in that lane, but Taves just pulls it right eight feet yeah. back in a forehand, gets the puck up to Skinner. But the real magic is with Skinner, and I love to see that Skinner makes the whole play. Um, and really excited to see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the sauce pass was the cherry on top. The second goal. Okay. Thompson is coming out of the penalty box. 
Sabres did an excellent job on the penalty kill. This is where he turns oh. on the Jets. What's that? This is the goal where he turned on the Jets. Yes. And, and I, I, I tweeted it out. Cousins did the same thing. I tweeted it out. I tweeted it out, uh, you know, quoting good old Rick Janaret. Uh, you know, hopefully not too many people got too mad, but it's like I said, did Tage Thompson just dot 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 leave a vapor trail? <laughs> and just Trying to give him a little homage to Mogilney there. Obviously, they're not near. Neither of them are like Mogilney was a rocket, and you know but Tage no, can't touch Mogilney, but right. still, Tage was flying. Did we see Tage Thompson or Dylan Cousins really blow by people last year? No, not on a regular basis. But on this play, I'm watching it right now. Okay, it's it's the end of a penalty kill. You got Akposo in front. Um, as the play comes out of the boards Thompson swoops in at the perfect spot picks up this puck and there's a still shot right here okay no. um I'm gonna take a picture and show it to the screen well I can I can bring it up here for a no, second no no right here right here it's perfect um and this is my point Ethan Bear does everybody remember him from um Edmonton yep so Carolina picked him up can you guys see nobody can see that there's like a crazy glare on the screen you see how right there Thompson is behind Bear. You can yeah, you can kind of see it. Yeah. Thompson is this guy right there. Yep. Okay. Bear is in front of him. Thompson straight up beats him wide. Jets that I've never seen before. Do you mind if I play the audio here? Well, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Okay, go I, ahead. I can pull it up right on the screen. Right. But basically, uh, while Dwayne's doing that, guys, Thompson, uh, even with Bear that has a step on him, just puts his fucking head down. Well, maybe not. His head was up, but puts his boots to work, uses those long legs, and his improved skating stride, which he worked with one of the best the best skating coaches in the world, Daryl Belfry, a little bit. Yeah. And I don't remember that burst out speed being a huge part of his game. No, I uh um, has been known to be he's not a great defender, but he's a middle six defender that could could close out and angle guys. In this clip, Thompson makes him his bitch. And it's not only that, the goalie comes out to poke check. Thompson goes through the poke check like a motherfucking man, Eric Lindros style, backhand forehand. Let's go, fucking Sabres. I'm trying to bring it up right now. I don't know why it's not playing Did you hear what he said? Long strides? Yep. We're, I'm trying to bring it up right now. If you can. No Here we can. go. Here we go. Here we go. Will I be able to see it? Yep. You'll be able to see it. Okay. So, Dwayne, be ready to hit pause. Stop it right there. Go back. Go back. Go back. So, the whole play starts right here, right? Go back all the way to the beginning. Look at Thompson, how he's able to curl. Keep going all the way. So play it or yeah, all the way back. back? All the way, all the way. So Thompson's out of the screen right now, right? We, yep. see, we see a four-on-four four down low. Yep. Now, as you play it, Akposo, 21, he's in a great spot, right? Now look right now. Look at that speed. And through a very tough poke check, makes that play. Let the yep. replay. Let the replay play because they give a great angle on this middle lane drive. What's so important to me is 
What's the name of the game in the NHL right now, Dwayne? It's speed, baby. Speed. You got to be fast. Okay. Um, Dave Thompson with his length. That, that this was, and this was him coming out of the box, correct? Uh, that or just a, a falling down on the other end. But for him to get that puck where he got it, right there, to know that he's F3, and then to beat that play right there was incredible. 100%. Um, strong finish. Can you pull up the next one? I can. Which, uh, Dylan Cousins? Uh, yes. And it, it's ironic, guys, because these are two pillars of the foundation. And I'll, I'll be honest, outside the Pittsburgh game, uh, I haven't seen a ton of it. But Cousins leaves the Sabres on a bit of a cold streak. Talks to Don Granado, okay? And he said, I want to I wanna get my scoring touch back. Goes to the world championship. Gets asked to play left wing. He's never played left wing before. And here we go. Okay. Pause it right there. Sorry, go back. Let it finish. Yeah, sorry. Just go back to right before the turnover. Pause it. Right there. Can you go back like a second? Okay. Play. Pause. Right there. Did you see that move he made? Yep. That's the fucking National League top six play. He shoulder checks that guy. He rubs him off. Yeah, he rubs him off. Forces him to go back to his forehand. But before he can do that, what's Cousins do? uh, Force force the puck off his stick, and he just turns the Jets on. But not only that, his stick was originally backhand. So giving him that lane to the point. But then, then Cousins timed it by coming over the top right yep. there. Now, by, put, by, by, putting his, by putting his stick on the backhand there, he was taking that lane away from him, forced but, him to go backwards, losing the puck. Yes. But as he forced him to go back, what did, what did Cousins do? Cousins put his stick back around. And, yep. Now, same thing. Go ahead, play. He beats his defender than that. And what a fucking finish. Yep. Top shelf where Mama hides the liquor. Yeah. I don't know what kind of house you come from. I'm just kidding. My mom doesn't drink. And there's like, Rod the Bob Brindamore just looking on and just look at this. Look at that. Fighting him off. Quick backhand to forehand. Look at Lowers this. that shoulder. Oh, my God. Deception, patience. Barring in. Right there. That's the play right there. Barring okay. in. Any, uh, you got anything on that goal? No, it's just like it's a very – like we talked about, it's a heads-up play. Uh, on his backhand, forces it, forces him out of the lane that he wanted to go. Swings his stick back around, picks the puck up off his sticks. He lowers his head and he just starts barreling down the wing. Then lowers his shoulder, uh, creates enough space for himself to go uh, backhand to forehand and just scoops it in the net. Okay, um, can you pull up the next goal? Uh, which goal did you want to see? Um, well, there's only two more. The, the third goal. Well, the other one was Paterka's empty net. Yes, goal. yes, Paterka's empty netter. Well, you want, you want the Hinestroza goal or do you want the – I'd like the Hinestroza goal, yeah, please. In one second. Um, and, guys, the reason I'm doing this is I'm a very visual coach. I spent years right when I retired doing video for Fredonia's Division Three team, okay? And Bob Bugner, the boogeyman, the legend of Buffalo – he just got canned from San Jose's head coach. He was my coach in junior. He is now Detroit's associate coach. You know what his best line was, Dwayne? What was it? 
You can't hide from the tape. What does that mean? That means that you, you, you can you can try and talk your way out of it all you want, but the second you see it on tape, you have to be accountable. And anybody that's ever played hockey and then watched it afterwards knows that the game that we play and feel and think we played, it's a fuck ton different than what actually happened. Yeah. Because our main our brain works to have selective memory, right? Correct. I'm not going to get into the neurology of it, but go ahead. Okay. Nice, strong play in the corner there. Okay. Now go back, go back, go back. I'm sorry. Go back. Go back. Now, very, very beginning. Now, keep going. In the corner, who's that about to make the hit? I'm assuming that might be Darlene. Well, watch. Pause it. Now, the puck is going to come back. Darlene's guy's still getting up. Play it. Because he's not in position, who's able to get the puck? You rubbed him out right there. So, Darlene started the whole play. Yep. And then Vinny. And, it, and it's a play many might not notice, too. But it I mean, all him, starts him with Darlene eliminating that guy. Because if he doesn't, go back to the very beginning just once more. Think about if Darlene doesn't knock this guy down. He finishes, he finishes check. He finishes his check here. On his feet, guess who's going to be able to get this puck right here? Clean. He's not there to get the puck. And it's not a, it's, it's not a play. It's, it's a silent, but it's not a play. It's not going to get talked about enough. But because Darlene finished his check there, that whole play happens. And that's why it's so important to finish your checks in the NBA. And, and hockey at all levels. You finish your man out. We've seen Darlene a little bit more this past year under Granado ever since the shackles came off and Ralph Kruger Prison Society. Yep. So, yeah, that was a, just a great, you know, you know, that was a great call out by you there. But it's just, it's true though. He he finished his check there in the corner, and because of all that, Skinner was able to, you know, uh, that, was able to make the pass. that puck was able to get up the boards to Skinner. Skinner starts the uh, starts to play out of out of his end. Vinny and does a great job at the weak side wing, recognizing that we have possession. He yep. beats because Carolina had four low. Vinny fucking blows the zone as soon as Skinner gets the pass or yep. Compton it's gets Tage, the puck. It's, to him. it's Tage that gets the puck up to Skinner, and Skinner finds Henestrosa breaking into the net and, you know, gets it right on his look tape. At and that, look at that finish. Beautiful. Pretty sure it's right on his glove side. Oh, same way that. Um, what's all three goals? All three goals, glove side. Well, the poke check was a little weird. Now, yeah. last thing, last film thing I wanted you to do. And this is perhaps the most important because I'm going to segue to you because we're not going to run too long tonight, but we're going to talk about a couple guys in the bubble. And listen, um, a lot of a lot of my coaches said it best. DJ Smith, the head coach of Ottawa Senators, he said, if you're a fringe guy, if you're one of those guys that's not a high draft pick or you're, you know, you're you're you signed a PTO, you're not like um you're not a Dylan Cousins, you're not a Tage Thompson, you're not a staple of the team yet. So guys like Paterka, either in Quinn, right? What yeah, are they I, I would think I would think both those guys. Finish. DJ always said it like this: you have to make it impossible, impossible to during preseason and camp for them to send you down. Now, cue up Paterka's fourth goal. I'm bringing it up right now. Just give me a second here. And I know I've been talking a lot. I'll let you ruminate after this, but. While I'm still focused on the video, I just wanted to point out a couple of things. So Paterka quietly makes 
and think about it. We're in a three-two game at this point, right? Yep. So about a minute and a half left. Paterka as F F one on the four check, as you're about to see, does such a great job at disrupting the play. Um, and and I for, hold on. Let me know when you're about to bring it up. Um. Okay, I got it. I'm bringing it right. I'm bringing it up right here. Hold on. So Paterka has great F1 pressure in the forecheck, and it ultimately leads to a loose puck that I think maybe Skinner picked up. I'm not sure. Um, but it, Paterka gets the puck back after creating the turnover to seal the deal. And, guys, it's little things like this. From everything that Pekka said about Paterka, okay, uh, that's where it starts. Fuck. Really? Is that where it starts? Go back to the yeah. very beginning. Pause it. I'll try and find it again, but that's no, 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 no. We can use this one. Just go back to the very beginning. Oh, all right. Hold on. Give me again another second here. It's okay. It's just that view shows Paterka right after he made that. I can make it work. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, just uh, continue. Okay. Um. So for me, guys, like Paterka, like from what I heard Mike Pekka talk about him, and I and I know Mike briefly, but he's a very smart guy. And you got to remember, he wasn't the most skilled Sabre, Dwayne, was he? No, but he, so he, he was the guy. He had a lot of what? He had a lot of grit. He had a lot of jam, all the buzzwords you like to hear. But, you know, he was a great leader um, to an extent. He was a great leader. Uh, but he was a guy who was a shutdown center. You would throw against the other team's top lines, and he'd still out there and he'd go out and score you 20 goals. Paterka, the way that him and, and Seth Appert, another former coach of mine at the USA program, him and John Cooper were my coaches. How about John Cooper? <laughs> right. um, but no, seriously. Got a couple rings, no big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, and fucking 10 years ago, he was coaching this fucking asshole. No, but guys, Paterka, this is what makes or breaks guys getting that first nine game look versus yeah. – all right, Jack Quinn, you're getting sent down. And nothing against Jack. I'm just using this as an example. There's only so many roster spots. Mm -hmm. This play away from the puck in a, a, a one-goal hockey game with a minute left in the third, A, props to Donnie Granado yep. for putting him in this position, right? But Paterka's play away from the puck on this as F1, his angle to create the turnover – his active stick and his ability to close on the puck creates this turnover, which leads to, um, I want to say, give me one second. Um, it, it leads to. From Dylan Cousins. So Paterka goes. Do you have the video? I'm bringing it back up right now. I was uh wasn't sure if you did actually want me to bring it back up. Give me please one do, second. Please do. I'll be very quick. Yeah, you're fine. So Paterka starts this whole play by recognizing that he's F1 and with a left-handed defenseman, he stop. Can you max that out? Hold on. Can you see the whole thing, or is it still the uh, Twitter can screen? Max it. Can you just hit the corner? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Click the tweet. Click the tweet itself. One second. One second. I got it. Continue. I got it coming up though. 
So Paterka's ability to read that play, he's got cousins behind him. A lot of times that can get confusing who's F1 and who's F2, right? Right. Uh, and that's where you see a lot of teams get broken down and, and Carolina hurt, killed him. So stop it right here. So you look at the low guy, that's Paterka, the guy underneath yep. the, So right before that, Paterka started up near where that other Canadians or Carolina player is. He angled this, this defenseman into the boards which caused him to turn into traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, it goes just as much to Cousins because Cousins, if he takes a worse angle, that Carolina player can just bounce it off the boards, right? Correct. But Paterka angles this defenseman into help. We call it help side, help side. Where do we have help as F1? We have it to the middle, right? We want to force yep. that guy there. And yep. Cousins' ability to close the gap as that guy makes a play, go ahead and play it. Okay. So Paterka is the guy that created a turnover. He puts himself in front. Boom. Gets rewarded. Love to see that. Okay. And now we don't see the initial route that that Paterka made to make this play. But guys, I'm telling you, it was NHL caliber, like a lot of promise from this guy. And yep. for me, Dwayne, when you're trying to make it impossible for them to send you down, it, it might not be the goals of well, the It's I, shit like that. I've also been saying it now for a, a couple months. It's like I don't want this spot. If it if it does come down to just one roster spot between Quinn and Paterka, it shouldn't just be handed to, to Quinn because he can score goals. I want to bet the best possible. Be somebody that fits. You know what I mean? And if, if Paterka, if Jack Quinn's going to score, you know, twenty five goals his rookie season, and Paterka's only going to score twenty or fifteen but he's going to play a much better 200-foot hockey game and be more responsible in his own end, and he's going to make heads-up plays just like that. Um, I want I want J.J. Paterka on this team. Like, I just I, – I want a guy who's going to take take his role on all – in all scenarios on each end of the ice very seriously and not just worry about scoring goals. I'm not saying that's what Jack Quinn is, but I, I don't think I'm really out of my realm here when saying – that J.J. Paterica is, in fact, a better all-around player. All right, let me stop you right there, okay? Two of Rochester's most prolific players last season, Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterica, practiced with the more veteran players on Monday. Because this was a dress rehearsal for us, right? Yeah. Like, Caroline arrested some of their big guns, whatever. I still think we win the game. But Quinn was with Middlestad and Tuck. Paterka worked with Cousins and Krebs, okay? Um, Quinn was AHL Rookie of the Year last year, averaging yep. 1.36 points per game. And he's having a great camp. He's having a phenomenal training camp, too. Now, here's Making the best this thing. very hard. He, he played two NHL games last year. How many points do you think he had? Um, I know he, he suffered Dwayne, some injuries. Dwayne? Two points. Sorry. But in your first two NHL games, you're a point-per-game player. Yep. AHL Rookie of the Year. Paterka, meanwhile, led the Amherst in scoring with 68 points, 28 goals, 40 assists, and 70 games. So just right at that level, a point per game, right? He made his NHL debut last season. Uh, mm-hmm. He had two games, three shots, okay? But I want to talk to you about lines because we're coming into this. This is from uh, Granado himself, uh, October 3rd. On the first line, 
Tage Thompson is centering Jeff Skinner on the left and Victor Olofsson on the right. No surprises there. Three of your better players, right? And Dwayne, stop me and 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 you know, give me your thoughts if you don't like what you hear. Second line, Casey Middlesat centering Jack Quinn and Alex Tuck. Thoughts there. Jack Quinn centering. I'm, I'm sorry. No, Middlesat. Middlesat. I'm not about that. Point. No, here's the big talking point. Don Granado said it best. He said with with Cousins and Middlestat, both able to play wing and center. And you can counter-argue this and say, hey, let the kid play one position and focus. But I'm telling you, that versatility, when injuries come, when slumps come, what, you know what I mean? You need that versatility. We've, Dwayne, for the past eight years, have we had a good second, third-line center? No, we haven't. It's, so it's, to it's, have a plethora of young good players that can oh, play we, both we, wing and center is that a good thing? Position now we are deep at the position right now, and it is. And I agree with you. It's great to have versatility. Uh, for me, with Casey Middlestat, this is a very make or break year for him, right? Oh, like, dude, it's shit or get off the pot. Exactly. Dude, you were an eighth overall pick in two years, or he's gonna fucking earn himself yeah, a five million dollar like, contract. It's time. It's time to earn your keep. So this is a very make or break year for him. So. I want I want them to put him. You in think the best. that was a tryout then, putting him there with Tuck and Quinn? I think so. I mean, I, I, here's the thing: if if he can't figure it out there between those two guys, um, I don't know what else you what you know what I mean. mean? Like, yeah. but or, I, you know what I like undercover Dwayne. He's going. He's on a line with a guy Jack Quinn that's coming for his job. Exactly. If that doesn't motivate you, I love you, Donnie's philosophy if, here. If that does not motivate you, man, I don't know what won't, what will. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, we've seen really good flashes from Casey Middlestat. Like the kid, um, I still think he needs to, to grow a little bit more into a you know a, a bigger frame. But you know, and that's going to happen in the weight room and di- in, at, with his diet. But for me, it's staying healthy. You have to stay healthy. Uh, that's number one. And B, you just you have to find some consistency and find what works for you and go with it because, you know, you see flashes in the pan. I thought in the last year, year and a half, he's really has improved his 200-foot game quite a bit. But, you know, you were an eighth overall pick, man. Your job is to help get the puck in the net, and that's what he needs to start doing if he thinks he's going to be on this team for the next, you know, you know, however many years. You know what I love about that? I'm going to steal Don Granado's quote. Check your phone. I just sent you the line charts I'm reading off of so you can be ready for the yep, next These were the, yep, this this were the lines for the night. Uh, the third, so yesterday. Here's yeah, a quote are, yeah, Granado, yes, these not these lines. word for word what Dwayne just talked about. You're going to see them uh, – sorry. Granado is excited to see how younger players like Quinn, Paterka, and Owen Power – adjust to more up-tempo NHL practices. Quote, you're going to see them acclimate really fast because it's the first time they've ever experienced such such a pace, such experience, he said. If you play it right, you want their confidence to grow through that too. Jack Quinn, I think, has looked better as camp has progressed. And I thought today the practice on the third was even better than what he showed me to this point. Mm -hmm. The team has until October 10th. So what is that? Monday the tenth? Uh, believe so. Yes, so that'd Tuesday be Monday. Tuesday would be the eleventh. So Monday the tenth, five p.m. We need to get down to twenty-three players when when we uh, 
And then three days later, we open up against the Senators. So going back, you have what I sent you in front of you, right? Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Can you share that on the screen or would that take too long? Uh, where did you find that, on Twitter? Uh, no, it was on the Sabres homepage. I just sent okay. it pictures of you. Yeah, just give me one second. I'll pull it right up. So just continue. So uh, that third line, Peyton Krabs, Dylan Cousins, J.J. Paterka. Guys, I thought they were fantastic tonight. Um, going back to the power play goal, the one that we didn't show, uh, it's I think it's from the Pittsburgh game. Um, I'm bringing it up right now, looking for the – you said this was on the Sabres homepage? Uh, it's on news, and the title of the article is Sabres aim to develop consistent lines, pairings, and final preseason games. October 3rd by Chris Rydak. All right, give me one second. I can send you the link if you need me to. From October 3rd? Yeah. Here, I'll send you the link. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. I got it over here. So now can you get that, what what I took a so, picture and sent to you up on the screen or no? Yeah, just give me one second. So as he's pulling this up, you know, I mentioned Cousins centering Krebs and Paterka. Um, and then you got Zemgis centering Asplin Akposo. I think that's the fourth line to start the year. I think from everything we've heard out of Kevin Adams and um, Granado, Akposo and Gergensen are the de facto captains. So here we go. Like we said, we started with that top line. Oh, I would think Tage Todd. I would, I would think Alex Tuck too. Wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back, go back, go back. Go down. So you're right. I don't think that second line is going to be there. I think that first line is, and now I think you take Middlestat and Quinn and move them down. Who was was on Cousins, Tuck, and Krebs line? It was. I don't think it was Olafson last year on that wing with Thompson. It wasn't. It wasn't. This was just what Tuck? Uh, I say it for was a tough. little bit, for a little bit, and then we had some injuries and we had to move them around. Yeah, well, but that 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 line was on fire, from what I remember. They, they were on fire. Skinner, Tage, and Tuck, but absolute absolute phenomenal line. It, well, we talked about it tonight. Hinnestroza, Thompson, and yep. um, and Skinner when they got out there they were unbelievable well, so we're, we're so we're looking at this right here so we're looking we'll at the bottom two lines that fifth line is what i want to talk about bjork i hate to say it i Gone. think he's i think he's going to be either waived or he'll be he just like that fourth that 13th forward riley Sheen, i love it that i love it that he was the one player that came back in the taylor hall trade it's great <laughs> well taylor hall we didn't what, what did we give up for him uh, we gave uh, we in return we got Bajork. No, no, uh, what did we pay it? What did we what asset did we give up to get Hall? Eight million. I don't. I don't know if we retain any. Uh, I don't give a shit about eight million of the uh, Pagula's money. To be honest, after yeah. the shit they pulled with the fake jerseys and shit. Yeah, yeah. They could sit on a pine cone for that one. Thanks yep. for the eight million. See ya. But we didn't lose assets there. Kevin Adams. No, but you were hoping to gain more at the deadline. But, like, if you just look at his moves, I think we got three draft picks, a first, a second, and a conditional fifth for fucking Rasmus Ristolainen. And yep. what happened ever first since he got traded to Philadelphia, Dwayne? They're a <laughs> goddamn believe- tire fire. I can't believe they resigned him, too, which is even funnier. Well, it kind of hurts that Ryan Ellis, close friend of mine, former captain of mine, he got traded from Nashville after so many good years, uh, living in Roman Yossi's shadow. 
He's been hurt ever since he's been there. Obviously, Kevin Hayes. I like this. You know, how do you feel about this? I I, I personally think Labushkin should be on your second pairing. And we're seeing more Henry Yoki Haru with Owen Power. And I know Joker, you know, Yoki Haru has really struggled this this preseason. Well, I okay, personally want okay. to see Labushkin in that top two pair. Do me a favor. Um, I want to show you one thing why I think Yoki Haru sticks. Can you pull up the highlights from the Pittsburgh game? Um, I can if you give me a minute. Yep. So, well, he does that. I think it's safe to say that Samuelson's going to pair with Dolly. Do you agree? 100%. Yeah, that's that. That's the one consistency on defenses. Those two are not going to be uh, pulled away from each other. So, Owen Power, I think the biggest thing is about finding him a partner, right? Now, I could see Labushkin and Yoki Haru and maybe even Lawrence Pilot. Who is going to bring the best out of Owen Power? Um... Personally, me, if uh, I think gonna... Lawrence Pilot could be no, they're both offensive, but you need I don't know for me when I look at Owen Power, I haven't seen enough. He can do it all, he's obviously great offensively. But do you put him with somebody that's two way? Do you put him with somebody that's more a little bit defensive so he has freedom to get up in the play? What are your thoughts there? I personally want to uh, put him with somebody who's a little bit more defensive, just so you know. And your argument feel, is Labushkin is more defensive. I think so. He's more of he's a more of a take care of business in his own end type of. Defense. After everything Yoki Haru's done, you, you're taking him out of the top four. Hundred percent. Why? He was struggling at the end of last season, man. To be consistent, he was making boneheaded wrist alignment, wrist alignment-ish plays. I thought he had a really strong first half, though. Yeah, but I mean, he he really shit shit himself in the second. All right, half. fair enough. He has I'll not looked good for it. Um, the one clip I want you to show of Pittsburgh and Jacob Bryson, like, does he hang on or does Lawrence Pilot sneak in? We're gonna keep seven, right? Yeah. So I think I think we know the seven we're keeping. It's gonna be Samuelson, Darlene, Power, Yoki Haru, Bryson, Labushkin. Oh, look at this. Look, we're gonna look at this. This is a turnover. A turnover by Yoki Haru in the Pittsburgh game. All right, but then I have a positive to show you. Go ahead, fire it up. All right, hold on. So we're done screen. Right here. I want the Sabres' first power play goal, okay? Go ahead. Here's a giveaway. Yoki Haru's. What a save from UPL. Yep. Play that again. I don't see Yogi Haru losing the puck. Right there. Are you already kidding me? Number 10. When does, when does he ever have it? He throws a, right there. He throws a dummy oh, pass. you're right. You're right. So he's trying to force that pass to 93. Go back and pause it right before he passes it. Like, what's this? What, what, Time what, pause what's this it right play there, Cully? No, go, play back, go, back, go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Before he made the pass. Right there. Smart play, bring 63 to you and go off the wall. That's a smart play, yes. Or reverse it back to your left side D-man. I mean, I would go up the board or you swing that reverse pass. let 63 cheat that lane and wheel up. You know what I mean? Can you move your mouse up the boards, corner? No, this is as good as it gets. I know, no, no, no. But take your like, yeah. You get my point. There was ways out of that. That's a terrible turnover. You're well, right. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, that's just a lack of awareness on his part, and we seen used to see that oh, all the time. Martin put him in a great spot, and whoever the center is, who's number twenty three there? That would be. Or go back. Was it ninety three? Ninety three. That would have probably been Savoy. 
So go back to the very beginning. I'll make one more defense for it is a shit play. Right here, you gotta pause it at the beginning, brother. Sorry. Just bring it back to the very beginning. So right here, Savoy, is that pass open? That pass, I can't tell. I mean, I'm assuming. Well, no, we can't tell because it got turned over, right? Yep. So I think if Yoki, or is this Yoki? I think if he sucks 63 in just a little bit and then passes it straight off like the goal line, who's going to pick that up? That would be 93. Without creating traffic. And where's your goalie on this play? Your goalie just got done stopping the puck for Yoki Aryu, so you pick so it up. Alarms blaring in your head. Whenever your goalie comes out to stop the puck, you cannot force anything to the middle of the ice. No. It is the biggest no-no in hockey. Yeah, just lack of awareness. So when in doubt, glassing out. Or in this case, when in doubt, board pass to Savoy. Now, Savoy, hey, can you move your, your mouse right behind Savoy near the top of the crease? More, more, more. Right there? More. Now, if Savoy more towards like the over to top of the crease. Yep, good. If Savoy's right there, a little bit behind the play, is that yep. pass lane happening? Uh, no. Oh, this guy's sixty-three barely gets a piece of it. Play it. Wait, no. Are you at? You're asking is is Savoy in position to take that pass? I'm asking if Savoy is. I believe there, that's like in line with UPL is. Is he in a position to get this pass and break out clean up the middle? Oh, okay. Well, you're asking me where my mouse is. Yeah, he would be in position for that, correct. So do you see my point about – No, I see your point about sucking it. You do it as a goalie. from Yokiaru. You're right. You do it, good, good eye on that. You do it as a goalie when you play the puck. You wait him out, let, let him suck in, you go up the board with that. You I have more time. clip to work with. I might go back to UPL being the manufacturer of the mistake. Because what's the what's the open side right now? Yoki Haru shouldn't have the puck. It should have went to that weak side defenseman. Well, you have to see the start of the play and see how it all develops. I, I can't, so I can't comment. But you get my point, right? Correct. All right, um, real quick. I know we're running short on time. Can you pull up the Pittsburgh, our first goal? It was a power play goal. Um, Against Pittsburgh? From, from Olofsson. First goal of the game for us. Against Pittsburgh? Yep, yep, yep. I have one, no, two, one, two more video breakdowns, and then it's all you to finish the show with what you had to talk about. Okay. Fans, please give us feedback. I'm I'm a big video guy. Uh, like I said, it goes back to uh, Bobby Boogner. You can't hide from the tape. And and I think this is going to be a great way uh, for us, our community is, is two goalies, one mic. I, I would love for you guys to send us video. You know what I mean? Let us have right. it. Now, okay, I'm going to ask you to pause it a couple times. Pause it. Right now, we had um, J.J. Paterka was the guy that made that first pass. He went up top to Yoki Haru, who's out of the screen right now. Yoki Haru just made the pass to Krebs. Now, the whole point of that play, guys, is, Dwayne, put your mouse on on uh, where Paterka is on the dot. Lower, lower, right lower, 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 lower. Oh, lower oh down here. Okay. Start the play over. Start the play over. So that's not on the dot. That's that's at the top. Well, of the I know, but you know what I mean. So watch the start of this play. Play. Paterka's got the puck. Two extra skates. Pause. So we went low to high and then switch sides to Krebs, right? Correct. 
the whole point. Now look at Pittsburgh's PK guys. You see these two PK forwards? Yep. They're out of position now. So play it. Krebs does a great job. Krebs top of the stop. Top. Not forcing it. Okay. But now he set up Yoki Haru. Now look where Pittsburgh's forwards are. What do we have underneath them? We have a four on two, right? Correct. So now Yoki Haru does a great job of being deceptive. Okay. Continue to play. Left side. Gets it Hits back. back to Krebs. Hits it to Cousins. Bang. Now go back one more time. Watch Dylan Cousins now, okay? Okay. Circle him on the screen. He's the guy in the net front. Now follow him with your eyes right now. Hit play. Sabres with two extra. Like I said, good puck movement, but watch right here. Go back. Keep going. You see Dylan Cousins curling up. Pause. Now right as Yoki Aryu makes this pass, go ahead. Left side. Look how Cousins right there. Puts himself in a finds some open space. Not only that, if you go back and freeze it right when cousin gets it, as a goalie on this pass, stop. Look at the traffic, Dwayne. How many bodies are in front? Uh, you got one body directly in his line of sight. That's uh, a saber. Potentially three, right? Potentially three, yes. Though, look but... at how collapsed Pittsburgh's box has become. Well, it was a gradual thing too. You watch right, it. Right, but that's what I mean. This play starts with. Getting them They're more stretched out here. Krebs not panicking, getting it back to the top. Krebs not panicking, getting it back to Cousins. Bang. Olsen ain't going to miss from there. So, like, for me, it's like Krebs, the the growth, right? Cousins, the growth. If Cousins doesn't get to that spot and together through traffic, that's not not an easy goal for Olsen. But as we'll see again, right, like, it all starts from patience from Yoki Haru and Krebs, that to me shows the upsides of Yoki Haru. Correct. Now, when you have an Owen Power and a Rasmus Dahlin, do you need that guy at the top? No, you already have to. Yep. The question becomes yes. for Don, do you put Power and Dahlin out there at the same time? Or do you both let them run their own? On the power play, sure. Why not? Or do you go 1A, 1B, or 1A, one? you know what I mean? Like have them each run their own. I don't yeah, know. Can- I don't know what the answer is. I just like what Depends I see. Depends on how desperate you are for a goal. So it, so finishing up, I think Sheehan and Bjork, this is the optis, optimist in me, and part of this, I, I have to check cap friendly. We have to trim this roster down to 23, right? Correct. I'm going to go down the line on, and on, I'm on cap friendly, okay? Jeff Skinner at $9 million, he has to stay in the NHL. He's in. Akposto's in no matter what because he's – Modified no trades clause, and he'd have to clear waivers. Alex Tuck is in. Okay, so we're at three already, right? Olafson's on the team. Middlestat, I'd like to say he's on the team. He signed through 24-25 at 2.5. That's not a bad cap hit for a guy that's got a big prove-it year. Do you agree? I agree. Do you, does he at least start the season? Uh, Yeah, I think he starts. Well, like – He's not getting sent down for Puerto no. Paterka. Good, good, good. No, All right, no. so now we're at we're at five. Gergensen's is six. He's on the team. His fourth line. Yeah, center. he ain't going anywhere. Then he is Hinnestroza. He is on a um. He's on a one way deal. Um, and he signed for one point seven, just for this year. Then he's a UFA. Okay. Um, Anders Bork. 
He is um, 1.6 million, and he's an RFA. I honestly think Bjork is my he's the odd man out. option or trade option. I don't think I don't think you're really getting much other than a late round pick for Anders Bjork. No, but like think about it. I'm asking you right now. We have to make room. I think Paterka or Quinn should start the year on the team. Do you agree? Uh, I think they both should be on the team personally. Well, then now we got to make two spots. So this is what I'm asking you. Okay, so I'm pulling it back. I'm sorry, it got deleted on me. Um, come on, get the fuck out of here. What is this bullshit? Add. Okay, here we go. So, uh, Bjork next. After that is Thompson, then Cousins, then Crab, then Jack Quinn, then Asplin. Paterka's not even on here. So, is Asplin on the team, Dwayne? Yes, he has to be because he's making eight twenty-five. Peyton yeah. Krabs is on the team. He's on his ELC. Dylan Cousins on his team. Jack Quinn. So right now we have thirteen forwards listed, um, and the only one missing is Paterka. Okay, like I said, Riley Sheehan's off, um, and then the other other forward off would have been Hinostroza. He's not on there. No. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Sorry. Asplin, Gergensen. So it's Sheehan and who am I missing here? Oh, no. So we had what's um, we had 15 forwards in that lineup. We have 13 here. There's two missing. Paterka's one of them. And Riley Sheehan's the other. Okay, perfect. Good. Right. So Sheehan's out, right? So yeah, the turn be in this lineup with Quinn. Who are you cutting? Asplund, Bjork, Henestroza, Middlestat. Bjork is gone. Thank you. So Bjork's you gone. replace this list. Bjork's gone. Paterka's in to start. We got our 13 forwards. And we have we would free up um because Paterka's on his ELC at 863. We would free up eight thousand eight hundred thousand dollars and cap space. Now back to our D. Okay. Right now I cap friendly at list Dalin, Labushkin, Yoki Haru, Bryson, Samuelson, Power, and Pilot. Those were my seven. I agree. I think and I I think that just judging from what I've seen right now from, from Yoki Haru, I personally and I even said this last year, I'm so much more comfortable with him being a third pairing defenseman. Uh you keep him right around 12 to 15 minutes a night. I think he's valuable there. I think he's very valuable there, either playing with Pilot or Bryson. Like, I think that gives you a very balanced, like, three pairings. And, and a safety net. Yes. We've been here for years past where if if one of our top – one of our six defensemen went out, we'd bring in a goddamn pants shitter that looked like a right. fucking East Coast League player. Yeah. And I'm not here to shit on anybody. I'm just being honest, guys. No, it's when true, we, When we had injuries on the back end – Darlene felt like he had to do too much because we didn't have power yet and everything got thrown out of whack. I think pilot back, guys, or how do you say his name? Pilou? Pilot? Pilot? pilot. Yeah. Lawrence I pilot. honestly think that's going to be an undercover great move because you know what it does? If Darlene or power needs to go out, what does he bring to the table? Uh, he has some offensive capability. He's a smart. And I'm not saying player. he's going to replace them, Dwayne. But no, no, he does. Them? He does give you a little bit of offensive flair. Now, one last thing, okay? He's a great I think this is really important. 
Cousins, who's not going to get sent down. Krebs and Quinn are all waivers exempt, okay? And so is Paterka. On the back end, I can't believe Matias Samuelson's in his last year of his ELC. He can be waivers exempt. Owen Powers waivers exempt. He's not going anywhere. Pilot is waivers exempt. So if we needed to, let's just say we pick up um, somebody that we really like, like a Josh Manson type something. You know what yep. I mean? We don't even have to. We can just send Pilot down. Correct. Now, here's what gets me before we go through the goalies. You got three names that I want to ask you about, okay? Yuri yep. Kulik, who is the steal of the first round. Back I think in, we're going to look back at, at a similar – maybe he's not as good as Pasta from Boston. Picked around the same range, was the third pick of their team's draft. Boston had three in a row. Maybe already NHL, or, I mean, I watched him at development camp. I got some video of him. He's got sneaky good hands, and he's already got an NHL release. For he's a fucking man. Yeah, he's literally 18. built like a like like a thirty year old man. Dwayne, and who did he play against last year? Did he played against junior kids or men. Nope, he played played against men. A lot of those guys over there play against men. So that's why that's why they get a lot. That's why like go ahead. Austin Matthews played in one of those. I think the Swedish leagues before he was drafted. He was a player yeah. over in the states. Yep. And what did it do for him? It allowed him to come in and score four goals in his first fucking game. Yep. Against who? Sabers trivia question. Was it wasn't against Buffalo? It, we played Ottawa. Toronto played Ottawa. It was it against Ottawa? No, it was against Ottawa. Yeah. Who was in the net? He's a saber. Oh, was it Craig? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah, is that funny? So yeah. here, I so Yuri Kulik, okay, Matthew Savoy, and then who's the other one I'm looking at? Um, uh, the really- other first round pick was uh, Noah Osland. Yeah, so Oslin, Kurek, and He's a few uh, years away. Savoy. Okay, do you make an argument for because Kulik because he got drafted out of there, he doesn't like he can play in the AHL this year. Yep, he's, Savoy, he'll be in Rochester. He'll be one of the it, unless unless uh, either Quinn or Paterka don't make the team or outright uh, if they both make it. Um, injury, I think Yuri Kulik is the first call-up. Or right. one of the first but call-ups. Here, here's the interesting thing. Savoy can only either play back in the Western League or for the Sabres yeah. because of the CHL-NHL agreement. Yep. Agreed. Yep. That Kulik, is exactly what and I want to say, was it Rosen? Uh, he, he got yes. drafted out of Sweden. I think it's pronounced, now it's pronounced, I think we got the right, uh, right pronunciation, Isaac Rosin. So Isaac Rosin, because Isaac he Rosin. played for Lexland IF in the SHL, which is a great club, and then he played. So he has the option to play for Rochester too. So that's my biggest question, Dwayne. The only one that, like, we can send um, – I say it again? Isaac I think Rosin. it's Isaac Rosin. Isaac – one more time? Isaac Rosin. Zach so. Rosen and Yuri Kulik can both go right to Rochester. Savoy either plays for the big club or goes back to Portland. I think it's Portland. Correct. So how does that change your 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 thought process on this? And I know we need to wrap it up, but I think you let Savoy. I think you let Savoy play another year in junior. I mean, what's the rush? What's the rush to get him here? Well, right what happened with Dylan Cousins? Did it help him? Helped him a lot. So. 
I have zero issue with having Matthew Savoy go back to the WHL. I mean, it's just going to help his game. He'll dominate there. He'll come that you know when he he's ready to come up. up here. Give him nine games. Exactly. So we don't want it unless he's going to be here all year. We don't want to burn his first year of LG, like that contract. I do not right? want to do that. No. Um, and you can make the same case for. No, actually, I think Kulik and them, their ELC would start because they're in Rochester. Not the point. Last thing I want to talk about. I'm happy we agreed on that. Goaltending. And we'll finish off with this. Dwayne, I really, out of Pittsburgh's game, that was the best I've seen UPL play. Two two things I noticed. And, and granted, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm some goalie savant, but I do this for a living, okay? And I played at a pretty high level but I coach every single day. And when I watched UPL against Pittsburgh, he was out in his white ice. He was aggressive in a good way. Confident. He was smooth. And there's this saying that goes around. It started with the special Rangers sniping forces and it's slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And what I mean by that is there's no like, Every movement is deliberate. There's no wasted movements. And in the past with UPL, when he struggled, it kind of felt like he was behind the play and kind of just like like you, like that pendulum, kind of just swinging, just sliding just to yep. slide, right? He looked sharp. His rebound control was excellent. He made a couple of big saves. That's the best I've seen him play. See, you go back to the Sabres embedded. Do you remember the one where they called – um, right when they signed Comrie, yep, they Kevin called, Adams called uh, him. Kevin Adams called UPL to let him know what their what, how that their feelings on him haven't changed. That they have a plan for him, uh, and the biggest thing is they want him to get games. And but him being in Rochester is the best way for him to get games in. Now, play a full season. In in an, I know from limited experience, hockey's a business, and sometimes, and I'm not saying Kevin Adams lied, but sometimes you can say that to a player, and if Comrie does well. I'm sorry, UPL. We got fucking who's in our pipeline? Devin, Devin Levi and Eric Portillo. So, like for me, I almost like this move because we couldn't hear what what UPL said, but Kevin said he took it well. I yep. think UPL coming off a of double hip surgery, got that year out of the way, faced some injuries last year. If he can stay healthy and start the year well, and I've already heard Craig Anderson say. I will relinquish starts to help UPL and Comrie grow. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So That's what does it take for UPL? He's going to start in the minors, right? What are your thoughts on Comrie and Anderson? How would you approach that? Who's going to get I open think, and start? I, I think it's a 1A, 1B situation with Comrie well, and 1A? Anderson. Who's 1A? I, think, I, I personally think um, – if he wasn't going to be 42 years old, I would say it's Anderson's net to lose. But I think Craig would be happy about not starting 50 he's plus already, games. He's already, you know what? I love that, Dwayne. This guy is such a team-oriented guy. And keep in mind, when Granado mentioned not naming a captain this year, he said our leadership group is Akposo, Gergensons, and Craig Anderson. What does that say to you? Uh, that says like Craig Anderson makes a huge impact in that room, and he's he's a very selfless person. And you can carry three goalies. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So even if UPL comes up, right? Like 
I think it all depends on, I don't know, that first game, you don't think Comrie gets the start? No, I, I do think Comrie gets the start. What I was saying was, I think if it, I think if he wasn't forty, if he wasn't forty-two years old, it would be probably Craig Anderson's job to lose. But because well, of the is. age, uh, but because of the age, I think it's more more towards Comrie as your one A, and then you know every four start every four games, Craig Craig gets a start. Well, then when do we work in UPL? Let's say UPL goes in, gets goalie of the month for the first month in the AHL. Subs two point five. I think that happens depending on how the Saber season is going. If the Sabers are legitimately, you know, you always see that graphic during the Bills drought in the hunt. You always see the Bills in the hunt. If the Sabers are in a position where they're in the hunt, um, I don't think that's when you go call UPL. If you're go, if the two goalies you have that you're playing are getting it done, but if it's not that situation, I would probably expect it probably sporadically here and there, but more probably towards the end of the season. 82 games, okay? Let's say Comrie does a great job. And my battery's about to die, so we'll finish up with this. I got about three minutes left. I got about four minutes left. So let's say Comrie plays great. He gets how many games? I say 40? I would say he starts at least 40, yes. So let's let's give Craig Anderson 25. That gives 17 games to UPL. Is that too much? I don't think you need to play him 17 games. Wait, what if game. what if an injury happens? UPL, let's just say, you know, Comrie and Anderson are, you know, maybe going every other, like you said, Comrie plays two, Anderson plays one. If Anderson goes down, or Comrie for that matter, and UPL comes up, I think you give him a chance. And this is the year where, listen, we're going to get one of Portillo or Levi in the system next year. Correct. So there's not going to be that cushion for UPL to fall like back. Levi signs his pro contract the second his, his the college season's over with. Buddy, I'm trying. I'm already trying to fucking work on it. Sending messages to fucking coach. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, we're going to have uh, Coach Jerry on from from Northeastern soon. He's a riot. He has a special surprise guest for us. Uh, they they have you know that'll be fun. But here's my question to you: If, if that does happen, let's say Anderson goes down. And Comrie's playing okay, he's playing well, but UPL comes in and he has three good starts in a row. How much, like, what's his leash? Do you let him go? Because for me, this is UPL's year to shit or get off the pot. Um, now, I'm fine if, if Comrie and Anderson stay that's healthy. That's a lot of hypotheticals, bud. Oh, no, uh, I'll finish with this. If Comrie and Anderson stay healthy, um, how many games would you pull up UPL for? Six to eight. Okay. Okay. Does that give you enough time to evaluate him? Um, it, it, that yes, and it also depends on how his uh his season going. A small in the sample size, bro. Pardon? It's a small sample size. Yeah, but I mean, he needs he need, he needs to string together some a, a good season in Rochester too. You just can't. Hundred percent. You know, and if he's doing that, and he and he comes up, if he does that, and he comes up here, and he 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 performs well. I'm not looking for, you know, you know, up here. I'm looking for right around here with him. You know what I mean? You well, want up here, but the reality is right around here. Well, you, you brought up a great point pre-show. With UPL, we've seen brilliance, but then the next night we've seen shit. Yeah, you For him, like you said, that consistency. Consistency and staying healthy. I say same thing with Casey Middlestat. Consistency, but most of all, stay healthy. It's a great point. So. Um, 
Dwayne, great to be back with you, brother. We're right at right, right. 90 minutes. Um, I, I, I know we spent the first half of the show on something very important, and I'm yep. proud to, to, to be a part of that. Yep, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, continue on that subject. Obviously, as more news filters in, and even if it doesn't, there, like I said, I could spend two hours on that alone. So. so just um just one last piece of note, okay? Um Kylock Poso will be out for at least a few days after losing after leaving tonight's game against the Hurricane. Uh Mike Harrington reported an hour ago. Uh Poso didn't play in the third period of Tuesday's contest, tonight's contest, and it's been confirmed he'll be off the ice for a while. Now I don't like that. You know but that opens up a spot for Quinter Paterka. 34-year-old status for the start of the year should be considered in doubt given the start of the Sabres season is next Thursday. If he misses time, Anders Bork, Vinny Henestrosa could be in the opening night lineup. So the way this reads, I think Quinn and Paterka start the year because it, it's saying that Bjork and Henestrosa are the first two out. Yep, and well, uh, one other important note in case you didn't say it, uh, they wanted to clarify Akposa's upper body injury is not a head injury, which is which is a huge sigh of relief because he's had a long history of concussions. But that shoulder, that AC joint, yep. that labrum, it is a tough one. Now, from the way it sounds, what are their exact words? Will not skate for a few days, but it's been confirmed he's he'll be off the ice in a while. They almost could contradict themselves. Yeah. I mean, I hopefully we'll have more information tomorrow. Sounds like week to week, but yeah. if that's the case, okay, and he's out, Anders Bjork and Vinny Hinnestroza could be opening light lineup. Now that means, assuming or, or, read that right, or Quinn and Paterka. No, 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 no. From the way this reads, if Anders Bjork or Vinny Hinnestroza would replace him, that means Quinn and Paterka are already in the spot. Remember? Correct. Yes. Okay. Because we had Henestrosa in and Bjork out with one of the two kids. Correct. That's interesting. Correct. Um, one other thing too, you brought up Mike Harrington. He had a good quote, and I'll show the I'll show the clip right before we uh, head out here. Uh, Thompson on his fight. I don't think it really matters who you are. I think everyone can do that. It's just how bad do you love your teammates, and what are you willing to do? And I th- and I think for me, that's something I want to take pride in. Uh, he had, he had himself fight, quite, uh, quite a fight. tilt. He had himself quite a tilt tonight. I'll bring it up real quick. Oh, I missed it. When did it happen? Early? Uh, let me check here. I was in the car, so I was more listening than watching. But like, I was able to watch the whole third. Right here. Hold on one second. There's can we finish the show off with a flight video? Correct. Yes, we can. Dude, Tage is almost like Chara. When you have that reach. And you and you get taught by, you know, Matt Ellis, who's in the system on a fight. You're going to be a tough motherfucker because if you right. square them out with those big arms, nobody's going to be able to reach him. Similar to Chara. Correct. So I forget who this is against, but it doesn't really matter. Go ahead, pop it up. I got about so, uh, I'm at five uh, percent. So we got two minutes. So the hit that inside the Buffalo line, he's on a tryout here. Oh, I don't like that hit right away, Tage. Right away, Adam. I love that shit, Dwayne. Buffalo's up to zip. Oh, heavy rights, uppers, oh, over, 
Look at him. Look at him string that guy out. That motherfucker in white did not even connect within six inches of his face. Yep. And Tage landed a couple. And you know what he's saying right now? You do that, then you're going to have to answer the bell the whole fucking year. And, I, you, I and here's the thing. I, I tweeted out. I tweeted out that fight. You would have never seen this before Don Granado came to town. It's a nice testament. Man. I said it's a testament to the changing culture. Incoming 80-point season from Tage Thompson. Not only that, the fact that he is a leadership role and, and, and that tightness, like you said about Don Granado, but it also it exists within the locker room. And I think yeah. Arposo and Gergensen and Anderson, they, they might not be the stars, but Granado and Adams all but fucking said, these are the guys leading the charge. And now what's so interesting, and I'll leave it at this, you got guys like um, um, Dylan Cousins. You got guys like Alex Tuck. Power, Dalim, that will be your captain. I think it's smart the way they're doing it. They're doing a leadership group, Correct. right? But like, let's be honest. I love Ocposo. I love Gergensons. They're not going to be here long term. No. But for them to carry the ship, look what they were responsible for last year with Granado's help. Yep. Now you got a guy think, like Thompson answering the bell and fucking I truly one think your captain. Oh, dude, I, really I love think it. Your captain, your assistants are. Uh, Alex talked with Tage Thompson and probably Erasmus Darlene or Dylan Cousins or the three I of them. This year, you know what I think they do? I do think they give it to Ocposo just for his last year. Yep. If with it the is the fact that with the agreement of him knowing, hey, I'm going to, you know, take those three guys that you just mentioned and really teach them. Correct. If you uh, had your choice, last question, next year's captain, who would it be? Alex Tuck. Hands down, hands down. I, I, I judge. You yeah, can't. Hey, you ain't in an argument. This guy, bleeds me, bro. This, this guy bleeds this city. His opening day presser. Did that do it for you? You're not going to find any other player. You will not find any other player in the NHL who, from getting traded from a cup contender to literally the worst team in the league, have a smile ear to ear the way Alex Tuck had that day. Did the Buffalo Sabres bring back the black and red and white jerseys because of Alex Tuck's comment? Oh, he definitely made a comment about it. I was I mean, I'll pump, pump my tire a little bit there, you know, but Dwayne, uh, I love you. My computer's about to die. It's good to be back guys. We'll be coming at you on Sunday or Monday nights. Um, we got an unbelievable high, high profile, one of the best goalie minds in the game to fill in for me when I can't. Uh, again, apologies to the fans. It, it's it's with big game goaltending taken off. Uh, Schedule-wise, I'm on the ice every night. Dwayne knows it from, you know, lessons at 3 to 5, and then starting at 5.30, I'm on the ice 5.30 to 10 some nights. But mm -hmm. Mondays should be good. Uh, if not, we'll do Sunday yep. night, Dwayne. Yep, we'll figure something out. Um, we'll work we around our schedules, but the goal, the goal is to have two episodes, two episodes a week and, uh, announce, I'll just announce it right now. Uh, I will be down at the Labatt draft room for post games this season. So oh, um, a couple clicks, fucking which right. Will fun, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. So you'll be getting, you'll be getting my, I'll hang up and listen videos from the draft room this year. Do I so get the invite when I can make it? Uh, you can definitely come if you make it. 
Uh, I saw you shake your head there. No, I'm just I'm, that's just me, Rocky. If you want to, if you want to make the trip from Hamburg, you are absolutely more. No, than I'd be coming from the Pepsi Center or Hyde Park, wherever or you're coming from. You know what I mean? Wherever you're coming from, but dude, that's huge. One last thing, um, Quentin Musty, first overall pick in the OHL draft. This is his NHL draft year, and I know it's all about Connor Bedard, but Musty's rated, you know. Inside that top 15, that first round yep. class, he will be joining us. Uh, he scored a goal uh, in their opening game, a uh, beautiful goal. Uh, he's a Hamburg kid, uh, and he's going to be drafted right around where the Sabres should be picking if we're in the playoffs, maybe even you know a trade-up guy. But friend of the program, I love his family, his, his younger sister, the goalie, Michaela Musty, she's played boys AAA her whole life. She's currently playing for Rocco AAA, boys hockey. I worked with David Lassonde really quickly. David Lassonde is the head of USA Hockey goaltending. He picks the goalies for U18 team I was on, the the World Juniors, uh, the Olympics, um, the World Championship, and then the women's U18, U17, and World Championship. She will be the youngest goalie to play for Team USA. I bet you and she's 13 right now. In two years, I bet you she's a 15-year-old playing in the U-17 Women's World Championship for USA. Uh, that's exciting. Talk about a hockey family, Jeans. What, what a what what a great what a great uh, again, like you said, uh, bloodline there. For hockey, and especially, uh, you know, add another goalie to the possible podcast in the future. I'm all about it. Oh, Max, a warrior, dude. She'll give it to us straight. But we will have Quentin Musty on, OHL star, first first ever, first overall pick from Hamburg, New York. Little represent, proud. Love um, it. But he's a hey, Dwayne. He he went through some adversity. had had a bad shoulder injury last year. Um, and with all the COVID stuff going on, they obviously didn't play it like the, their complete schedule. He already got on the board with a beautiful goal last night. I think it was a 5-1 win. Um, I look forward to having Quentin on. And then our next show will be, uh, what do you what do we call it, a season preview? Yeah, we're going to do a season preview. preview. I, I kind of want to do like a um... – I kind of want to do a just an Atlantic Division preview. Yeah, and this, this is the goal. It, it, real quick, we'll, we'll, makes it a five spot. I'm I'm assuming this is the goal you're talking about with Quentin too. Um, just give me a moment here. I'll pop it up here. Um, oh, you got it? Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here. Please. Hey, Q, let's fucking go, dog. Let's go, Q. McCallum. Like it how he takes that pass, drags it over, doesn't take the shot right away because he's knows he's got a body in front of him. That's a heads up play right there. It was loading. I missed it. I missed it. Can you start it over? I just did. Makes it a five spot. Can you started over the first five seconds. I missed. McCallum with Grazia. It was loading. In front, Musty a try. He scores, and Quinton Musty makes it a five spot. Beautiful tic tac toe, and it's five to one. Wolves. Oh, absolutely. Great weed drain. See how he finds that soft spot. A lot of guys. A lot of guys there are gonna. 
a lot of guys are going to take that right shot. there. Wow. A lot of guys are going to take that shot right a second against their tape, but he holds on to it for a split second, lets the D-man float by him. With that being said, um, I'll end the show on that note. It was a great, great goal by Quentin Musty. Um, showed extreme patience. Uh, took the pass in the front of the net. A lot of guys would shoot, but he had a body right in front of him. Held on to it split second longer. Drags it. Let's the let, let's the defender float by him, and he has a clear shot to the net, and he doesn't miss. And um, kid's a Hamburg kid, as as Johnny mentioned earlier. Um, he's been on the ice with him a lot this summer. Helps coach his uh, his little sister, who's a goaltender, who's a, I mean an absolute stud in the net. So he's, he he guarantees she'll play for Team USA at some point. Um, but you know, always cool to see a local kid succeed at that level, and hopefully be drafted in the first round this year, where he's projected. Maybe the Sabres will end up. Who knows? But with that being said, this has been episode 107 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Outlet Liquor. Um, I am Dwayne for Jonathan Cullen. Um, again, this has been episode 107. You guys have a great night, and we will talk to you soon. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwreckSports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.